Hi, I'm Harut Markarian, and this is Mobility and Inclusion, the show where we share the powerful stories of people with disabilities and daring entrepreneurs making waves in our world. From technological innovations to best practices in business, we'll learn what it really means to live in an inclusive and universally designed environment. Welcome to a new best episode of Mobility and Inclusion. I am Harut Markarian, and with me today, I have Universal Design Method Extraordinaire and an award-winning interior and exterior designer, Laura Mineff. Laura's mission is to provide design expertise to focus on enhancing and altering the environment in the home and workspace to create happiness and well-being uh, through Universal Design Method. Laura's vision incorporates her passion for design while establishing homes, buildings, products, and services that bring easy accessibility to all who wish to use it. Laura, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I am so excited to be here with you. Great. Good to have you. Uh, let's, uh, before we move any further, let's uh, uh, define universal design for our viewers and listeners. Sure. Universal design is the method is the ability for us to alter and change the atmosphere we surround ourselves whether that is work, play, your home, whatever that is, in order to release the resistance, break down the barriers, and also allow us to see the opportunities that are available for us to move forward in the next steps of our life. We really are breaking down the old habitual thought process. We're shifting that mindset. And then we have the ability to create our own reality. Absolutely. And, um, you know, in creating our own reality, uh, I like how you said uh, that we are going to shift our mindsets because that's really what it is. at the end of the day, the mindset is the most important thing. Someone's mindset is either imprisoning them or making them more free. Um, now, let's talk about why it is important not only to be mindful of people in various stages of life, but also establish an accessible environment around us, uh, you know, so we are more independent. Well, I think it's really important for all of us to acknowledge that first of all we are worthy and we are all able to enjoy whatever we whatever experience we want in life it's okay we deserve it and i think what happens a lot of times is we'll talk you said about the mind shift We don't even realize those habitual habits that we've created that prevent us from even having the courage to see what we would even enjoy in life. And so when you change the neuroaesthetics, the atmosphere that you're surrounded by, whether that's just simply rearranging your furniture, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just an alteration to that habitual habit of use. Once you break that and create that new energy, the movement starts to like snowball and you're gonna find yourself even having like different dreams. You're going to to feel like, I don't wanna argue today. 
I just feel happy today. You're going to feel this release. And so many of us don't feel that we're deserving of that, but we really all are. And it doesn't have to mean that it's a monetary thing that we do. Yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's amazing how our mind works. And uh, once we break free from those uh, paradigms, I should say, you know, that doesn't contribute to our uh, growth or to our liberation or to us just enjoying what we're doing, it, it really imprisons us. Uh, so it's, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're saying this stuff. Uh, I, I, I like it. So um, you are... Um, so I want to talk a little bit about how you're surrounding uh, clients with options and constructions with design to facilitate well-being and uh, positive change of mindset on, on aging specifically. Let's talk about how you're providing the options which are ultimately affecting the mindset on aging. So it's an interesting thing. So we, we're going to say aging because we think of as we age, we become more inhibited in our like, we can't touch our toes anymore. We can't reach above our head anymore. Our vision is our peripheral vision starts to go. We think of all those things, but you know, the truth is, is that, you know, what if you were in a skiing accident and all of a sudden you're in a wheelchair or one of those knee rolling things, you know what? <laughs> What if you're short? What if, what if you're young and you're short um, and you're also not quite coordinated yet? So when we use the universal design method, it applies to all walks of life. We just happen to narrow it in on aging in place because it really does focus around a lot of safety issues. Like, you know, when you, um, and this is for mothers as well. So, you know, when you fill the bathtub up and there's scalding water, you thought you tested it, but it got hotter, you know, and then you put your child in it. And it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. But we now have um, thermostatic controls in the actual faucet itself. Well, you don't have to run downstairs to the hot water tank and turn it down. And um, it automatically is set. Um, and you do that right as you install it. We do simple things like trying to get over a curb. And I, again, I don't care who you are. When you're getting into the shower, you're holding whatever you're holding, your shampoo, whatever you're holding, you're not always looking down. And if that curb is three inches, you might make it. But by golly, if it's four inches and you thought it was three inches, you're falling into the shower, no matter yeah. who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. What about the shower absolutely. door? Now I'm trying to manipulate the shower door, hold my shampoo, get, you know, get myself sorted in there, turn on the water. Well, we don't even put shower doors on anymore. Mm -hmm. The things that we did that were what we thought, ironically, were a luxury many years ago, really have become encumbersome and have really prevented us from purely enjoying some of those wonderful aspects of modern technology. So universal design is faced, it's so much broader than that, but it, it's really focused on accessibility and ease and comfort and safety and joy. Yep. Uh, so I, I talk about uh, universal design a lot and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad I met you. Uh, finally, someone who, <laughs> So someone who's really working on this uh, on, on this stuff 
besides from me and who's, who's also ahead in, uh, in her ventures uh, than, than I am. But uh, to your point about uh, you know, us not knowing what the future holds for us uh, in terms of you know, being someone with a disability or not. And uh, here's the interesting statistics. 85% of people with disabilities actually acquired their disability later in life. So to the point that you made, most people are born without a disability and then get something happened, you know, their mobility is now not the same as before. So they really need, we really need to think about accessibility and universal design in everything that we build. Everything. Yep, absolutely. So let me ask you, how do you establish that perfectly balanced architecture that reflects finding the joy in aging since we're, we're talking about the elderly right now. And, you know, um, now we have the baby boomers who are getting older and older. So the majority of the population in the United States, at least, are in that category. Uh, so what, what uh, effect does that have on aging people, the, the balanced architecture, that is? So I'm just, I'll step back just a little bit. A lot of us, we kind of rate ourselves in, in, in value. And when we're working full-time and raising children and you know bringing home money that supports our families, we feel valuable. We feel that we're contributing. So aging, we look at you know, the Eskimo story, you know, they put their grandparents on an iceberg when they were ready to go and that's what they did. They mentally said, okay, put me on my iceberg. And when it melts, I'll, I'll pass, I'll go. That's in the back of everybody's mind. It just is. Look what happened with us with the pandemic. People yep. panicked because they were afraid of dying. And, and that was the motivation. So here is what we need to do. And this is why when you talk about the architectural value or aesthetic value or integrity, it is the foundation. And from the foundation, if we do our job right, we can extract from anyone where they are today and where they see themselves valuable tomorrow. Yep. And I know that sounds unrelated, but it couldn't be more related. So if you feel that you want to, you know, expand and mentor or teach or, you know, do workshops, then we need to create a space where you can do that in the comfort of your own home mm -hmm. or your office, wherever that might be. Maybe it takes a new venue so that we create that, again, aesthetic value that supports the new adventure you want to experience. It could just be simply, you know, people are like, oh, you got to take down that soffit out of the kitchen and knock down all those walls. But maybe those are definitive aspects that create the depth and perception and the artistic value of that room or that space. So that is the most important part. 
is to really evaluate and listen to the story. Listen to the person's story that you're about to help. You know, are they, are they short and they're afraid of really tall ceilings? You know, but does it make them uncomfortable? Does it make it make them feel smaller? You know, or are they really tall and they hit their head on the shower head every time they get in? You know, yeah, <laughs> so, actually, I wanted to ask you a good thing. You brought that up. So we're, you know, we're very diverse. Everybody has their own situation, right? Going on. So how do we make a, how do we convince people and institutions and organizations and companies that, uh, you know, having, making their environment accessible and universal design makes actually a great business sense. How do you convince this? Mm, that is an excellent question. And a colleague of mine answered it the best. It is our responsibility. It is our responsibility to participate in the evolving well-being of everyone. And didn't the pandemic bring that home? Yeah, absolutely. It is our responsibility. If you're an educator, you need to educate. Yep, that's, uh, I, uh, I cannot agree with it more. Um, I keep talking about this. Uh, I uh, talk uh, about this to companies and a lot of, a lot of people think that uh, they, you know, people with disabilities or people who have the challenges need to adapt to fit in an existing environment. I'm like, that's not true. You need to adapt your environment and make it more accessible for these people. And that's that what- so true. Yeah, and that's what, you know, actually makes a great business sense. Now you're, uh, you know, you're counting more people, you're uh, reaching to more people, you know? So your whole landscape of doing business is changing for the better. We so, find a connection. Hero, we find we are all connected. Yeah. We've spent a lot, we've set, spent centuries separating ourselves, putting ourselves We're in still boxes. Doing it, unfortunately. Yeah, well, but but isn't that why you and I have, you and I would not be having this conversation even five years ago, even oh. 10 years ago. Yeah. So putting those labels like your you you have a disability. I have to provide an ADA atmosphere for you in order for you to work here. Yeah. Well, shucks. Excuse me. Hold on. Remember, I was on the ski slope, but I just broke my leg. I don't have a disability until today, and now I need you to be cognizant mm -hmm. of what it is we all could potentially be involved in, and yep. how do we enhance and not label and not separate how we when we how how do we do this we do it through the universal design method because we all resonate mm -hmm. we all resonate Absolutely. to that vibration of joy and love and laughter yes yes we do it's simple it's really easy we just Love have to get our head out of you know what. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, let me uh, go back to uh, the, um, you know, I, I read something in your bio that's uh, somewhere it talked about um, aging in your home, right? And we all love to age at our own homes versus at a nursing home, for example, right? Um, but that comes with challenges like, 
like the like our environment not being accessible like our own homes are not accessible right uh, or or not having the right equipment sometimes to let you be in, uh, let you independently move around so how are you addressing uh, these challenges today you know the first thing i do establish is and, and this sounds very basic but it's where are they in their economic situation mm-hmm. um because there are a lot of simple things we can do. I'll give you a real quick example. You talked about our architecture structure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most doorways have a door frame. If you were to simply take that door frame off and wrap the drywall around the corner of that opening, that's exactly what it becomes. No longer is it a doorway that defines one space to another space but it gives you the ease and the comfort of going through a passage. Mm-hmm. There are so many unique, simple things that we can do that create comfort and ease and accessibility. And that's the biggest thing. Once you've established what the client you know, has, and most people that go into nursing facilities, they give their life money. They like hand it over. They hand yeah. over their social security. They hand over their, their, the monies that they, you know, they sold their home. of all people that have been polled, and this is just recently, want to be independent and in their home, own home at whatever cost. So it is our responsibility. Now watch this. If we can't help them in their environment to the point where they can be completely on their own, there are now services out there that they aren't doctors or nurses or medical people at all. They're simply helpers and they will even spend the night with you. They'll come over in the morning, read you the newspaper and make your toast. They, you know, so resources, that's my biggest gift. Find the resources. And you know, who's really wonderful with resources. I know this sounds old, but it's AARP. Hmm. ARP. And also I know this sounds really weird too, but attorneys, (laughs) but they know how to find money. And most people, when they pass, don't even realize how much money they leave on the table that they could have utilized for their own well-being. So there are some really in-depth resources that are available out there that you just need to tap into the right the right organization that assists you. And this includes um, people that focus strictly on specific diseases like cancer mm-hmm. or, you know, Alzheimer's. Yep. They, you know, so that's the best thing. That's the best thing is do your homework. So where would you, where would you redirect some of the people who are, you know, looking for these resources? Where would you, and let's say they have no clue of, where to find the right help, where would you redirect them? So their chamber of commerce, ARP, and also their HBA, that's the Home Builders Association. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of us are extremely active in our organizations to our industry and ours is the HBA the Home Builders Association. There's also yep. a National Home Builders Association and they are a plethora of resources. Perfect. 
No, thank you. Thank you for that. I'm sure I'll, uh, our, our listeners will, will appreciate that. Um, I, uh, and, you know, I wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to talk about your future work or the work that you're doing right now. I didn't know how much or how little I, I can talk about them. So I, I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> All right. So you posed an unbelievably beautiful, important question. And that truly, in a nutshell, no pun intended, is what does our future lifestyle look like? So, you know, I thought about this for a long time and it's just evolving right now. So what I did was we have created an organic human well-being community. We're focusing on the individual ways that we all enjoy living. So if that's renting, if that's leasing to rent, no mortgage, if it's, you know, tiny homes, condominiums, but we've decided that we'll take that multi-mixed purpose community where you have retail and living and play all in one space and add a little bit of magic. So we did buy quite a bit of land and we are creating the next lifestyle adventure and just stay tuned. It is called Quint for quintessence, which is the fifth element. But truthfully, it, re it blends the and the collaborates with brick and mortar and hybrid technology and the magic and joy of life. Awesome. Thank you for, for sharing uh, that information with us. I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, I want to, you know, thank you, Laura, for giving us your time. It was a pleasure having you with us today. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening in. Um, and I want to leave you with uh, some quotes from uh, Laura. If an environment is accessible, usable, convenient, and a pleasure to use, everyone benefits. Universal design create, uh, creates products, services, and environments that meet people's needs. Simply put, universal design is good design. Let's make life accessible for all. I'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.